0: when i was in my 20s i thought like having an open mind and like being like tolerant of others i almost thought like believing in a religion is antithetical to that like oh i'm closing the door on all these other things but i found almost kind of the opposite where like i get so much peace of mind
1: This is the Meet the Fam podcast, a podcast series from The Way Church. Meet the Fam is a place for you to connect to the community, the people who make up The Way family. I'm Matt Rothi, pastor at The Way Church, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the podcast, where I'm joined by our producer and co-host, John Boomhofer and Heidi Zell. Guys, welcome. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks Love for being having here. us. Yeah.
2: It's always a good time.
1: Yes. Very excited mm-hmm. for this one. Mm-hmm. Well, joining us on this episode is Lucas Flatter. Lucas, welcome to Meet the
0: Fam. Thank you. Hi.
1: Now, we're welcoming you here, not only as the guest and the star of this episode, but also as the future co-host of this podcast, because this is my last episode hosting. And after this, you're going to get to go host with these two people.
0: Super excited, thanks.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, too. Yeah, it's going to be real good, real good. (laughs) Well, getting your episode started, I want to kind of share with you something that it's almost embarrassing to admit, but you and I met in like 2017, 2018. We were in Leadership Fredericksburg, plug, commercial, (laughs) class together. And like halfway through the class, I was like, man, this is awesome. I have a friend in the class. Like you go to school and you make friends. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I made a new friend. And... I I didn't invite you to church at any point because I'm like, I have a friend and I don't want to ruin my (laughs) friendship with him. Like, what if he says no or something like that? So Mm -hmm. maybe there's like, you know... Your pastor can actually relate, you know. Yeah, now
2: people. you know how we all feel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, when, every time we're encouraged to invite people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah go do it. But hey, there's this one time where I purposely didn't because I didn't want to mess up my <laughs> friendship. But I remember like it was towards like the, I don't know, halfway point or maybe towards the end of our of our year in class together. And you asked asked me like hey where do you go to church w- what's the name of your church again i'm like oh i'm, I'm the pastor at the way church and like oh i'm gonna come and visit and i said oh awesome but in my head i'm like "Wow, well, if i had a dollar for every time someone said that to me like i'm not gonna say i didn't believe you but uh i didn't believe you but then, <laughs> but, then but then you came and i'm like wow oh, this is awesome my friend came to church and then you're like hey that foundations class about that yeah I want to sit in that, and one thing led to another, and now you're here, and it's absolutely incredible so I'm not only glad you're here here like sitting talking to us, but like a part of our way the way family so that's that's a really um thing that I thank God for, right that he worked in spite of me not ever inviting my friend to church.
0: Yeah, and I remember because um, you were telling me uh, that you had a series on Revelations, and I remember I was thinking like, oh, that that'd be a good one to go to. Like, you know, <laughs> all things considered, Revelations would be pretty interesting. That know?
1: that one seems to uh, you know garner a lot of people's interest. Mm-hmm. But besides the series on Revelation, what what maybe like pique your interest in in attending church in? going to a foundations class where we study foundational Christian doctrines. Yeah. Why Why,
0: why did you come? I think, so for me at that time, um, you know, my son was just born around then, Declan, now he's three. So he was a baby and I was just, you know, married somewhat recently. And we had been kind of dabbling. We had tried different churches, and I guess I didn't feel that connection, you know, not only with the pastor, but just because they're so large, you don't—you kind of have to have, like, separate smaller groups. And I think the first time I showed up, that was a really big thing for me, was being able to—you know, I already know you, and, you know, I know you're—like, we were friends already, so that was a good, you know, entry point. And then just seeing, you know, the music and everything, like— everybody kind of like participating. And then even like at the time it was at the movie theater and, and, you know, that was kind of a novelty. It was like, you know, bring Declan to the movie theater in his little baby chair. And on the Foundations question, it was like, okay, I I do want to join a new church. I appreciate this one. You know, I know Matt, like I said, but if I had the opportunity to kind of like, okay, let me ask a thousand questions. And that's what I saw Foundations as was just being able to talk to you one-on-one and just... You know, like, anything that I'd been wondering about throughout the years or, like, anything that I had doubts about, like, I just really appreciated that opportunity, which was awesome.
1: For people listening who don't know, our foundations class is our. On one hand, it is our membership class, but it, it's not just that. It is a class where we do we study, as I mentioned before, foundational questions of the Christian faith, foundational teachings of the Christian faith. And I I remember our experience. It was it was really fun getting to go through that with you and your wife Lena.
2: Can I share this? Like you, we were talking about this, the membership class thing, and you're surprised when people are. Matt, you are surprised sometimes when people are like excited about it because it's just very commonplace sounding to you. I think that growing up in, in Wells churches and, and in the church in general, like it's not a novelty to us, but that sounds like it's, it's an opportunity for you to learn and who wouldn't be excited about that. But I mean, what was your approach to learning about somebody else's church specifically?
0: Yeah. And I, I guess at the time I wasn't even, you know, super aware of like, okay, like this is Wells and Lutheran and, and let's compare it to other things. It was more like, you know, Christianity in general, like, let's talk about this. And, you know, what about, you know, what does it mean? (laughs) You know, like, and like, just almost like coming from it, like, this is like a new thing for me. So, and also like when you go to church, you feel like, um, you're getting a lot out of it. Like you're sitting there and you're getting like life lessons and things. And I thought to myself and I told Lena, like, this is amazing. Like you could just, we go to church. It's like a free thing. We come and we have this great experience. And then, and then it's like, okay, now you can sit down with the pastor one-on-one for like the next several weeks. That's something that's like valuable to me. And it's just like presented as like, it's open to anyone that's interested. So I took that opportunity. And in it is kind of cool because it ramps up to the more difficult things and the more like in-depth topics. And I kind of just look forward to it at that time when we were going through it. So, Would you say
3: you're somebody who just on the whole loves learning about new things? Is that kind of?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know, like if I'm interested in something or, you know, if I'm trying to like oh let's let's buy something and like look like research all the different things and then and then like watch YouTube videos about it and talk to people about it and that's just my personality yeah well totally.
3: I, I, yeah I'll say I think maybe for lack of a better term messaging within the church or the way we talk about foundations like it is a chance to ask questions like that's kind of you know like we're gonna go through you're gonna learn what foundational teachings of the Bible but people have a lot of questions. And I do think people are scared to ask a lot of times. So I think it's cool that you went in there with that mindset of like, this is exciting to be at a place that I can ask questions. And, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with somebody who's going to show me answers. I think that's cool.
2: Do you remember what any of your big questions were that you were looking forward to having Ooh, that's answered? that's a good question. I'm
0: trying to think now, but like, I think part of it was like, okay the eternal aspect of God, let's talk about, like, what does that really mean for us? And we kind of, like, almost started talking about it from, like, science fiction standpoint of this is what it means, like, in the movie Interstellar, (laughs) like, what does it mean, you know, What how does that relate, you know? And then things like, you know, if you're born in a country and you're not introduced to Jesus, how is that fair, for example? And, like, just questions like that, like, some things that you might talk about in college with other people and, like, oh, yeah, that... That doesn't make sense, and so I kind of had these things that I've been building up over time, and and just having Matt there, like okay, like let me, let me ask him this, let me ask him this, and it wasn't ever like an argumentative thing or anything, but it was like a, from a standpoint of curiosity.
1: Yeah, and it really is a joy of mine. That is one of my favorite things about getting to be a pastor, is to get to teach those foundation classes and those lessons. Heidi, you you called me out that I was surprised that. People love it so much. And where does that come from? Maybe it comes from, I recognize that we talk about doctrine like that's what teachings are. And sometimes people get the impression that like it's uh, indoctrination and, you know, no, no one wants that, right. That has bad connotations. Sometimes like people maybe see the idea of a membership class as legalistic and I go, oh, I I don't want to force that on anybody and make it seem legalistic. But I am, I am, I guess I'm really grateful, really appreciative, because this last weekend we welcomed a handful of people into our church and all of them went through foundations. And because they all just went through foundations, they love that experience and they speak very highly of it. And ours was uh, you know, two-on-one, got to do it with you and Lena. And so you did. You were able to ask a lot of specific questions. And John, to your point that people are often afraid to ask Mm -hmm. those questions, you sharing that, I think really gives people a lot of like freedom, confidence and permission to just do that.
0: Another way I'd like to put it is like you have this intellectual part of your brain that's like, you know, picking things apart whether it's things that you hear on the news or politics, whatever. And I feel like sometimes when you talk about Christianity or with people that are like very religious, like, you almost feel like, oh, I have to turn that part of my brain off because it's not, you know, welcome in this conversation. And so, the opportunity to, like, come at it at an, you know, very intellectual, like, thought-provoking level. And here's the invitation to do that. And this is the place to do that. And I think that helps people because you're telling people, like, okay, like, I know that you're a sm- smart, intelligent person and, you know, like, some things... That you might have heard from other people, like, might have given you the wrong impression or the wrong idea. And so, okay, let's clear there. Let's knock all, the, all those misconceptions out of the way.
3: We just had that conversation, like, a week ago about how God's Word, it, it is intellectually stimulating. And to present it in that way, and to, like, okay, what does this say about maybe these, this other belief or this other philosophy? Or how does that impact it? And, and I, yeah, I think that's a really good opportunity and foundations to go through that and just present the fact that yes I think at times people can turn off their brain and be like well this this is just what I believe that's you know but it is presenting it as intellectually stimulating because it is at least for me you know and I think you found that too so I think that's a that's a good point
0: Without
1: talking about a thing, without actually talking about it, I'm going to ask you in a second what uh, (laughs) what what are some of the things or questions that you're currently wrestling with right now? But maybe just to give you time to think about that, I'll 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 comment on that conversation that we had, and it it was um, something that you got you and I both listened to where they they kind of said, hey, they presented as a novel idea that Christianity can be intellectually stimulating and. You can recognize that and talk about it in that way, in sermons, in your membership classes. And my hope for you guys with the future of this podcast is that this is also a place where you can talk about Christianity as really an intellectually stimulating thing and provocative in that way.
3: I just want to add, before Lucas dives into maybe some of the questions, um, maybe an antithesis to the story you told about being afraid to ask Lucas to do to come to church and then foundations is I've you know I've got friends that have gone through foundations where they said things to me just hanging out where they wanted to know more and I was like a little afraid to be like, well we have foundations class that's kind of what it's for and I've had friends go through it and they're not part of our church but we're still friends and so I think like that's just an important thing to know like it's a good thing if people want to know more they when they say that they mean that and so if you provide them an opportunity, I think, they will appreciate that and not, you know, disfriend you right away because of that. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: And Lucas said it before full disclosure, this is what Foundations is. It is at once a membership class because there's va- deep value in studying Christian doctrines to to confess that we are united in faith together but at the very same time we don't treat it as though it's only for people who have committed their you know life this point forward to being a member this is you said it in like kind of a tongue-in-cheek way but very honestly this is free like we're giving it away. This is for anybody. And I tell people this up front, <laughs> there's no obligation to join this church after taking this class. Never an obligation, always an invitation that that this is for you. It's an opportunity to ask questions. And I was thinking about it the other day because uh, our friend Chris showed me, I think it's like an Instagram or a meme or something like that, where a guy just does like obvious things and then just goes like, uh, i at it like yeah. that, and uh, I think that's one thing that we do. We we take these really deep questions of life. We we talk about them, but at the end of the day, we we go like this, and we look at what God's word has to say about that, and and then we generate conversation and discussion based off that.
0: Yeah, and I I guess people crave that in general, whether it's from Christianity or not. Like young people are always getting together and talking about like, what does this all mean? What is the point of this? And if you aren't able to settle on like an ideology or a religion that's kind of like gives you the peace of mind and gives you the I guess just peace. You're gonna keep on seeking them and keep on seeking them. So it's like if I could give a gift to a young people young person, it would be like, okay, like open yourself up to this. This might be the answer that you're looking for, you know. So and that's it helped me, you know, like in general, like in my mindset and everything. You have a
1: really cool analogy for that. You shared it with me the other day, or a metaphor. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you so mind like, unpacking that? I'm gonna use it, but mm-hmm. go ahead and share it.
0: Yeah, like the analogy was that when you're a young person and you're 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 not married yet and you're looking for like companionship and looking for you know your significant other, and your your brain is cycling like, okay, what do I do next? How do I dress? What do I do? How do I present myself? And then when you do get settled down, at least me personally, I found myself like, oh, there's a peace in this, you know, like, it's like, I don't have to think about that anymore. And, and I guess how that relates to what we were just saying, like, if you do take foundations and, and you, you gain that sense of faith, then, then, okay, like now your brain is opened up to like, okay, you're, you're at peace with what is the meaning of life in a way, you know? So, you can kind of just explore other things.
3: what have you been exploring? What are the questions? That's Um, what I want to know.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the question earlier, like what's on your mind now? It's, it's a lot. And I mentioned it earlier, like my focus is on Declan and Lena and I'm thinking a lot like, okay, like having a child is like a miracle. And like, you look at him and I'm sure like parents have a similar experience. You look at your children and you just like, you wonder like, how can this be something that like I created? I even if I did everything right in in like leading up to the pregnancy and like we treat the child well and we love him every day, the amazing quality of it exceeds anything that you could put into it, you know, so that's like something inherent where it's like, okay, no matter how hard I work, and this is like something that comes up a lot in our you know religious discussions, but no matter what you do that gift is still there. Like he's still like this beautiful little boy. And like, it's just, I think about like, do I deserve this? Can I live up to this? You know, um, what if I were to lose this? You know, those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that I've always really respected about you is you've been very open about your intentionality in why you are doing this thing called Christianity. It's because I want to, have not only my christian faith grow but i want to share that with this gift that god has given me in my son and i lucas think a lot of and i'm just going to talk about men and fathers for a moment but i think every parent or every human being this applies to i think a lot of guys think that but not a lot of guys articulate it quite like you do tell me why you're so open about that
0: I guess just to go back to what I said earlier about like the peace that it gives me, we even did a, a class together on like, you know, being a man in Christianity. What what would you say like that class was just like Christian men? Oh, uh, it's called, yeah, it was like our men small group. And we looked at the book called Man Up. Yeah. yeah. So like even talking to other fathers and other men about it. And I was thinking like in in that time, I was like, well, this is my obligation to like make sure Declan knows about this and, and that he sees me participating just because I guess as a child, like I was introduced to Christianity. My dad's in the Marine Corps and we would go on base, but I wouldn't say that it was like a major aspect of our life. It was kind of like a seasons of going and seasons of not going. And then, you know, like as we were adolescents, my brother was also interested and he got us kind of interested as well. So I had these phases where I was more into it and less into it. But I guess when I was like, you know, in my twenties, I thought like, okay, like having an open mind and like being like tolerant of others, I almost thought like, okay, like, Believing in a religion is antithetical to that, like, oh, I'm closing the door on all these other things, but I've found almost kind of the opposite where like I get so much peace of mind like I've mentioned, but just be you know that person that's like open and you know intellectual and all those things
1: yeah and and at like we keep saying it, but it, it is so true like it is a peace that when you know your your soul is at rest in the fact that you are right with God he has declared you not a sinner and that has a transformative effect on the way that you think about your relationship as a parent and you went back to that you went back to some really like pressing questions that that can keep you up at night like what happens if i mess this up like this fatherhood thing what happens if i lose this what happens if i don't do it right like that can eat at you if you consume that or let that consume you, and you have nothing to fall back on that lets you know that, okay, even if I mess this up, even if as a father, I, I, don't do this perfectly. Well, they have a heavenly father. And so I want them to know about that heavenly mm-hmm. father. And I think one of the most probably impactful things that he said to me, John Zarling was a member here before he got orders to move elsewhere. And he, he served here at our church was to just talk about all of his children as a gift and like no gift is ever deserved, but to see all of their kids as gifts And to treat them as though they have a heavenly father and I'm their earthly father. And that was just really impactful conversations for me, who was a first-time father when John and I met. And yeah, you're just living that out. So... You talked about that you used to think that openness towards Mm -hmm. all the ideologies was like the highest virtue. And when we were preparing for this podcast, you said that for a long time that that was kind of your disposition towards religion. And you just mentioned that in some ways you thought anything other than that or religion was antithetical to that. So now, obviously, you are very much enjoying your Christian religion experience and First of all let's start with this that idea of openness and Christianity how are these not antithetical
0: Yeah and I guess the the misconception was that like if I like you know get deeper into this ideology and say like these are the right answers and this is the 100% truth I thought that like I'm becoming like intolerant of other people that say this is the truth this, this is the reason you know so I guess just personally, the way that, you know, going to church makes me feel and the, what I get out of it. And, you know, not only just like the peace that we've talked about, but just like, you know, talk about forgiveness and like problem solving and conflict resolution, like all these things that are like, you don't necessarily take time to think about that all the time if you're not like very deliberate about it. And, and I felt like, my own journey, like I've been becoming more open, like better at communicating. Like I've been doing, you know, other podcasts. Thank you for having me on this one. And so I've been like, you know, talking to all sorts of different people lately and and just going through like coach training and things like that. And, and I found that like being involved in, in, in the way in, in uh, Christianity is like, it's been kind of like a lockstep with that. And my growth in that aspect has like contributed to my growth in the religious aspect and vice versa. So I don't know if I can like point to one thing, like, you know, it's made me a better communicator, but that's kind of the path that I've been on. And I, I don't think that it's like, it's hurt the way that I view like other people's opinions and things like that. And, and I guess like, you know, something that we would say like at churches, like, you know, having love for other people and like being, recognizing that, like, you believe this and I believe that. It doesn't say that, like, Okay, now I'm going to go believe what you believe necessarily like I can I can believe this and still have love for you if you don't, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the probably one of my favorite things to talk about in Foundations class and I use this terrible like, you know, hand illustration of an airplane like you have love for everybody and scripture says to speak the truth in love. If you just have love but no truth, you'll crash and burn. If you just have truth and you just like truth people Without any love, you'll crash and burn. You were you were a very early iteration of our foundations class. But one thing that I've added to it in the last probably I think three or two years was just titling that lesson Empathy Without Endorsement. The idea that I can love you, I can empathize with you without having to endorse your belief system or your lifestyle or this choice or this idea that you hold dearly. I can I can bring all of who i am as a christian as a father as a husband to the forefront and really empathize with you but i can at the same time do it in a way that lets you know that i'm not endorsing this position i don't know what what do you think about that like kind of idea and summarization of of what we're getting at
0: yeah yeah i mean and it's part of like you know just being like um open minded in general is like you know having the empathy to kind of like put yourself in someone else's shoes and like okay like somebody might truly believe that okay like this is this is for me like this is the lifestyle that i choose it's 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 you know it's who i am and and then thinking like okay like well i don't agree with that but like you know this is who i am and like i i can see your point of view and like i guess it's something that's—it's kind of a struggle just in general. So I don't think that, like, being Christian is, like, really what I believed before where it would close me off to other things. Like, I don't think that it is. Like, it's just it's just a different point of view, you know?
3: What you were talking about before, that peace, mm-hmm. that is a major part of it. Because you have peace knowing that you know the truth. So you're—I think a lot of times people get closed off because they're afraid of something or the other point of view. And it's like, you have nothing to be afraid of as a Christian. You know what the truth is. You know what our God says. And so you're free to learn about why people think the way they do or try to understand and empathize with it. And I just think there's a lot of freedom because we have that peace. And that's what I got from what you said earlier.
2: I think that like having that fear is so relatable, mm-hmm. especially for people in our age group, I would say, I'm always cautious of the whole, like, the world is so crazy, but the church is, you know, well, it is. it is <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> I don't want to argue that, but I think that, you know, without saying, oh, the world is so crazy, like, leave it at that, the world, like, society will tell you things about how to act towards people and how to believe about other people's belief and it's kind of like that like post postmodernist thing like everybody is entitled to their own truth type thing but that's going to change as society changes but the beliefs f- based in scripture don't ever change so i suppose that's that's kind of like inspiring to to hear yeah. that and think like okay i i empathize with these people i love them unconditionally And I want to communicate that to them. And I don't have to be afraid that, you know, just by speaking the truth in love that they're going to be turned off from that or that they're going to be, you know, they're going to never want to speak to me again or something like that. Like that's that fear that comes in. But the peace removes the fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like that aspect, I yeah, totally 100% agree with where like you hear on social media and like other opinions of people and it's like you get into this mindset where like okay that's how it is that's how it is but that changes so fast that's Mm -hmm. like you know that's generational and like cyclical and and it's easy to think that like you know how we grew up is the mindset of everyone but like now we're seeing I'm 30 you know I'm seeing 22 year olds that are like much different than than I could have expected Mm -hmm. so it's (laughs) like since that's so rapid it's like it's hard to, like, say that that's the 100% truth either, you know? Mm-hmm. So
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's comforting to know that you have peace or truth that transcends culture. I think that's important. Going back to the fear thing, when you, when you dig, like, we just don't like to be wrong about stuff. <laughs> I think you're just afraid, you know? Like, so when you dig in, you don't want to face other points of view because what happens when you're wrong? Then you feel, you feel bad or you feel like you've, I think people run, run from that. And we don't have to run from that.
1: Yeah. And that's just something I am just went back to the idea that I've been like surprised how well people enjoy our foundations class is because what I do is I watch people come right up against ideas that they have hold very close for maybe, maybe it's a few years, maybe it's their whole life. And now they're staring at scripture and they're staring at their ideas and they're like, uh, what do I do? And I think people just have had so much courage to not only be open towards what God's word and what God's will is for their lives, but then, like, it takes a lot of courage to overcome. You mentioned that fear of being wrong, but then the courage to just say, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, make a change because I, I now think differently by God's grace, by the Spirit's power, and I'm thinking new.
0: Yeah, thinking uh, (laughs) new.
1: Okay, so you you talked about your podcast before and your coaching, and I just can't let that go because I do listen to the podcast that <laughs> that you're on. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it because my friend Lucas is on it. My friend John produces it, and I'll do that. But then halfway through the episode, I kind of just forgot about that I'm listening to it because my friends made this it, because it was so good. And it was in one of those very early episodes, you said something to me that was kind of exciting. You said that as I have thought and studied and been trained in coaching, that has transformed all my relationships. And you said this, I used to only have really deep, close conversations with close friends, kind of the big questions conversations that we've referenced. And you're like, but now thinking through just what I do as a coach and the questions I ask, that intentionality and that level of depth comes about so much sooner. Can you elaborate on that more?
0: Yeah. And, and I actually just had a conversation with my close friends about this where like, we were talking like, is it possible to get like new close friends when you're like, you know, getting older and everything. And it's like the deep conversations and like challenging each other and, and just like, powerful questioning that can be like a symptom of okay we know each other so we're really comfortable with each other but also that builds the relationships if you can like remove a barrier and just like try to have that open communication with somebody that you're just meeting like you'll be surprised how fast like you get into those kinds of like discussions it's awesome
3: just that idea that that's what builds the friendship I think is just like Like yeah, that makes total sense. But we don't think about it. You think about it, you can only have conversations like that with people you know really well.
1: Like it's a symptom. Like because we're close, we have these conversations, yeah. not the other way around that these conversations can drive us closer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then once if you're on board with that idea, then then you start to be more deliberate about it. Like, okay, like Oh this person that's my really close friend like maybe we haven't talked like that in a while like let's get back together let's have a cigar and you know
2: <laughs> Yeah that's a thing it's like building time for that because it's serving both of you and you're growing in your friendship or your relationship of any kind and yeah that's cool you learn how it's to fun do that too. it is fun yeah <laughs> It's fun mm. to learn about people and to work through those questions together Mhm yeah
1: but no, I'm fascinated by the idea of like building those friendships at this stage in our lives because at the same time that Lena was pregnant with Declan, my wife was pregnant with Gabriel, and we kinda of bonded over that. But like you think about like having a job, having you know, children and all that does for just like your your like time. So you go like okay, how do I make time for these relationships to grow these relationships? And not that you're like purposely trying to do it quicker, but I, I read something recently about like, they just laid out the math about the hours that it takes to build a friendship. And it was tremendous. And then when you look at college, you're like, oh, of course I have those hours because mm-hmm. we're, we're living together. We're yeah. walking yeah. to class together. We're doing literally all these things together. So now we don't have those sheer hours, but you can change what you lack in quantity with the quality of the questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And yeah, like just being open to it, you know, cause like, for example, like the college thing, like we're seeing each other all the time. So, okay. Matt's familiar to me. Heidi's familiar to me. I know your faces, but like, that's kind of like a superficial thing. <laughs> like, okay. Like I don't really need to like be familiar with you. You can do it on zoom. You can, you know, so there's that's the traditional way that we all made our friends in our 20s, but that's not necessarily like how we have to go about it.
3: Do you have anything you do, any strategies that you've tried? Like just forget
0: the small talk and dive right into it. Do you have anything that you've done that? <laughs> like- um, so, I mean, from a coaching perspective, I, and I think that works, it's it's all about, you know, I'm here to like learn about you And so like when I ask a question, it's not so that I can, you know, and this is kind of a communication thing. It's not so I can like tell you the story about how I just went on vacation. Like I want to know and then and then ask a follow up that's like, okay, let's get deeper into that. So like I guess the selflessness of of those kind of interactions like and being genuinely interested and actively listening because it's hard to like actively listen, you know.
3: Yeah. I see that in my own, you know, I could do, I have a podcast business and when I'm speaking to prospective clients, like I ask so many questions because I want to understand, I want to understand, like, can I help you? Is this a good, does this make sense? How does your business work? And, and if you apply that to friendship, you know, I want to understand you, I understand why you like the things you do, why, you know, all those things.
0: Thinking about like, you know, the time aspect. And it's like a balance that you have with exercise with relationships with work with you know church and volunteering and stuff and if you think about like what you get out of it and you come at it like from that perspective, like for example, like when I tell people like I run all the time, lots of people are like, "Oh, running hurts like it it sucks, you know, and of course, like yeah, that's at the beginning, it does hurt, and it's and it's painful, but like you move past that and then you're getting these you know lifestyle like benefits like more energy like better attitude just feeling ge- better in general so it's like okay i might have spent like 6 hours this week doing it the other like you know how many over hours 40 plus the weekend you're getting all the benefits throughout the time that you're not doing it so like the time that you are doing it you've got to like keep that in mind i guess
1: so you you talked a couple times now about like being on board with this idea that you know these questions and this level of connection can happen when you're intentional about it. Let's say that you're really intentional about it and you're on board with this idea and I'm not, I'm just not. Yeah. Um, how would you go about saying, okay, I want to, I want to form a relationship. I want to be friends with this person. Can you do it still?
0: I don't know about that. I do ask that question to like, um, people that are involved in coaching because there's people that are like in the military, they're like colonels. And and you're like, Oh, we want you to get involved with your emotional intelligence and be vulnerable in front of people. And sometimes those guys and girls are just like, no, I'm i I'm tough. I've got this exterior that shows people that I don't mess around and I don't want to get rid of that. And so like, I'm always thinking about it from that perspective, but, like, from the other side, like, if this person, like, just doesn't want to connect with you, I don't know, maybe that's just one of the But, like, it's an answer that we have to, like, for you especially, like, because you're, you're trying to, like, evangelize and grow the church. So, like, do you have any, like, tips on that? Because I don't know. Oh,
1: man, that was a good question. <laughs> I think it takes Turned an right back army
2: because, like... I was thinking of this in the context of like making new friends as an adult and how hard that is. Like I could ask any of you guys these questions and I feel like we would have an entice, like a
3: engaging engaging conversation.
2: conversation. Yeah. But if it's someone who is like, well, I don't know many people here. I just moved here. Like I don't have many people in my life that I feel like would respond well to that. I mean, first of all, come to our church because <laughs> yeah. you'll find more people and hopefully they'll be engaging in, you know, welcoming stuff. But also like you kinda gotta try it out with different people. I don't know. I think like it's it's like a an intentional thing, but it's not forcing those conversations and that relationship building as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if you're thinking of like someone that you really want to reach, but there's also other people that will reach them. Like, especially in like a church setting, like there's other people that they'll connect with.
3: Yeah. Not everybody's going to be your best friend. Yeah. that just like, can't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the church analogy example is really good because that is true. There's other people like different personalities get along better than others. Mm -hmm. And so that just being connected, that's what we'd say here. We connect people to Christ and community and that's what we like to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's just, you know, trying to, latch on to one of their other interests like i know you and i went on runs together when we were getting to know each other and i think that's great because you know we're both going to do this either way and like if you can do it together so, like, if someone's new to town, maybe you can show them Fredericksburg. Or, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I just really like what you said about, like, the idea of, like, selflessly really being interested. And it's such a simple communication theory that, like, you're, you know, you hear it all the time that you're asking questions or you're listening, not just to tell them about the vacation. And John laughed at that, by the way, because John and I do this thing. <laughs> Whenever we go on vacation, we ask each other about our vacations, but we always respond, good. And walk away <laughs> because we we know how it typically right that no conversation really goes. Yeah, we no one cares about your vacation, they're just asking. Yeah, <laughs> but I care about yours, I yeah. yeah. About exactly. I care exactly. about yours. Yeah. That's that's the joke though. I care like, about yours. Okay. And then we do. We always come back and sit and listen and hear all about it and ask good, deep questions. But I think it is Jet. It's like, am I am I like you you did ask the question in the context of evangelism? Am I doing this simply To get you into church. Am I doing this because I feel obligated to evangelize? Well, like directly or indirectly, that's going to come across in the way you talk to somebody and the way you like form. But am I am I doing this because I love you? And I genuinely want to connect with you. That is something that I, um, I'll i admit, like, in my own m- maturation as a Christian, like, has had to come to. And I'm thankful that, I don't know, the Spirit's work on my heart with that. <laughs> so, for sure. Going on good, good questions and transitioning into the idea that uh, you've done podcasts, you're going to do podcasts here. One of the reasons that uh, we wanted to ask you to host this is because you are genuinely interested in people. You're genuinely interested in storytelling. And that just comes across in getting to know you. And on top of that, I think you, you are just a creative And you are very creative in how you think about your Christian faith and how you think about forming relationships. And so I can't be more excited to like listen to these podcasts in the the future with you being a part of them and you hosting them. So thank you for being excited to do that. I do have to share when I asked you to do that, there was absolutely zero hesitation. (laughs) There's like eyes, eyebrows went up and you said, yes. Um, What are you looking most forward to with hosting this?
0: So yeah, like I did get involved with podcasts at work with my dad and he's like very interested in coaching and and I am as well. Like it's, it's been super valuable, but it's like his thing. But I noticed like how much I got out of just like participating in that and how much it was more enjoyable than like the coach training and everything that we had been doing like at Two Roads Leadership, our company. So I was just super excited. Like you were saying about like creativity and things like, I really think that like, you know, the stories that we consume and like books that we read and, and things like that, they do give us like all these analogies and all these way of thinking about like things that it can kind of break down some of these boundaries. So like, for example, Will at, Will at Church Will Whiteside, like we talk about sci-fi books together and it's like, we're talking about that, but we're like getting to know each other and like then now I can make an analogy and like, oh, it's just like this. And like, we can kind of like communicate on that level. So like, that's something I always ask people is like, oh, what have you like seen on TV or like watched or like that reminds you of leadership or reminds you in this case of like, you know, your Christian faith. And just because that's the way my mind works, like you watch something and then the next two weeks, you're like, oh, that's just like that movie. (laughs) Exactly, absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I'll open that up. You guys kind of a... cool
1: transition moment for this podcast that has really been, I think, impactful. Like not only in getting to hear people's stories, and you're absolutely right, getting to sit and listen to them has each one. I'm just like, I go away blown back by people's faith their perspective on life and where they came from and here's the other thing i already know it like as their (laughs) pastor i've gotten to know it but hearing them hearing them articulate it for a wider audience is really a special thing so it's been really cool for me to get to be a part of how about you guys as as kind of we're at this transition moment what are you looking forward to and maybe what's been a highlight
3: yeah i'll I'll just uh kind of go into the decision to to bring lucas on you know we started this podcast probably three years ago. We did the first one maybe. Was it that long ago? And you know, we had a lot of momentum. We had a lot of fun doing it. And then th- things get in the way. And then you kind of look back and you're like, well, is it that valuable to do? And I've heard from so many people just referencing different episodes with different people and bringing things up. And I was, and I really enjoyed doing them. And I know you guys do too. And I was like, we got to continue to do this. But the reality is, of where we are with building projects and pastor's time. And we love having you do this and you're really good at it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't
3: have to. And, and I was like, when I was working with Lucas and ha- seeing you do the, the building a coaching culture podcast and just thinking in my house, listening to the questions you asked, I was just like, Lucas could do this. He, he would love it. He'd be really good at it. And so I was kind of got my wheels turned and was like, let's, Let's ask Lucas if he wants to do this. And so I'm excited to bring you on to to take it over.
2: I'm also excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think of the, the three people here, you're the one I know the least. But I <laughs> can tell that you are a very you know thoughtful person and that you will ask really good questions of people. And I'm excited about that. I also love doing this podcast. I mm-hmm. hope that people get as much out of it as we do recording it because... I just love learning about people and hopefully this is kind of a way to like break the ice with people in our church that you don't necessarily go up to every Sunday and say like, hey, how was your week? Who are you? What do you like to do? You know, but like maybe if you hear something on here, it'll resonate with you and you can have something to, you know, talk to people about. Yeah, so
0: totally. And just, yeah, like how is this person similar to me? Like I listen to Mike Myers and his Marine Corps background, thinking about my dad and everything. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like learning about his background. And I like the improvisational aspect of it too. Like, like you don't know what's going to happen. it's <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, a roll the cool dice for sure. There, yeah.
1: <laughs> we, I'm, I'm going to like just share like maybe hopes for it in a second for, for all of us. But like that improv thing, I think that's an important value. So y- you pointed it out with a laugh but it's really true and can we tell the story about the very first episode we ever did yeah yeah. the very first episode we ever did yours was with heidi oh yeah and we had the most remarkable conversation together and then we said okay now let's make a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah and then we stopped about 12 minutes in and we just said we're just rehearsing the same conversation we just had.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
3: not
1: as it was just not good. No. It was
3: yeah. That's
2: the last episode. We tried
3: to like remember all of the things we had said because like, oh that was really good. So how do I say that again? And it just didn't didn't happen. It like flopped. It, yeah. Yeah.
2: It Maybe someday a, we can resurrect
1: it. It'll happen.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. And it was
1: by no fault of like Heidi's because we just had like essentially the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we it just it was didn't record so it. Oh yeah. good. We just didn't <laughs> we just didn't record it. That was and our like, yeah
3: we were doing our pre like conversation meeting like what do you want to talk about and we talk about everything
1: yeah and and i say that not just to share that story but also for two reasons people listening to this know two things one that you do have a story to tell and it is unique as you are and i think a lot of times people hear these and they like think there's like maybe pressure to be like lucas's episode or to be like you referenced mike myers episode or you think of the one that came out the month previous to this lisa Perdue had a really great episode julie knapel all of these people had really unique episodes and it's like wait a second you don't have to be like Lucas, you don't have to be like heidi's episode and it and it's just cool because everyone does have a story to tell going on that was another thing one thing you asked me when I asked you to be
0: on this. you said, "Do I have to
1: tell my origin story? Mm. Why did you ask
0: that question Because what you were saying like I had heard some of the episodes and and a few of them, I guess like I don't remember the exact one but it was centered around like okay, I went to this church and I didn't like this experience, and then oh, these people made me feel this way, and and I, I connected, Shures yeah, I connected with it really well, and that. I was like, wow, like I felt like that's what this podcast is, and like I'm like, okay, what's the next one going to be? And then now that you've you we're able to hear like more of a time scale, it's like it's not always that. Sometimes it's just like you know, everybody has their own voice and everything, so.
1: And that's the other thing. Now that I'm not doing them anymore, I'm like, guys, let's, let, let's, let's get them going. Because now, now okay. I, I look at our church and, and by God's grace, we've, we've grown in the three years that we've done this. And at first, I remember you and I talked about this. We're like, okay, well, if we do once one a month, we have this many months. We'll but get now everybody we're like, in a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like, I, I, don't, like, I don't know when we're going to get them all, but I, I sure hope we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm excited for them. I'm really excited for them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important point that you don't have to tell your origin story. I I feel like this, we're just talking about things that are interesting, like that you care about. And like, that's the way to get to know people. Kind of how we were just talking about how you get to know people. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. One question I have for you, because I hear you talk about this all the time because I sit in on podcast recordings Mm -hmm. with you weekly, is the idea of being a lifelong novice like you're yeah. you're a big creative you do really cool cartoons you've picked up the guitar and have started doing that i mean just like what what is it that makes you want to pick up new things and just being okay with trying and learning new skills all the time
0: yeah and i, I guess my perspective on that has changed recently not so much recently maybe in the last year or so where like you see like you pick up something new and and you are a novice like john saying and And it's frustrating. And you think, like, oh, should, like, there's people that are way better at this than me. I want to be this good. And, like, there's all these voices telling you, like, you know, this isn't worth it. And, and for me, like, I had a kind of breakthrough with Spanish in the last year where, like, I had been going to Spanish class since I was in elementary school. Like, they did this whole thing with our class where we took it through elementary school, middle school, high school. I took it again in college. And, Until I met my wife, she's Colombian, Lena, and I started speaking all the time, like, I didn't feel like I was making any progress. And then, so then, like, recently I was kind of taking stock of things and I'm like, man, like, the progress was happening. It's just, I wasn't, like, taking a break and looking like, okay, this is where I am now. And I was like, okay, like, what do I think about, like, you know, the way I draw and, like, you know, playing guitar and, you know, coaching things at school, like all sorts of things. If you do take a pause and you just like, if you open up a sketchbook from a couple of years ago, like you'll see that progress. And, and that's what was so gratifying when I kind of realized that I had been picking these things up and like, I kept doing them, but I like, now I'm kind of like, okay, like this is worthwhile, you know? (laughs) But yeah, I think that's a really good way about going about things. Cause like there's all these things like oh you're 30 do you want to like learn how to play an instrument you can do that you know <laughs> like <laughs>
1: yeah and, and the the idea of taking stock and like tracking it what would you say to someone who's like oh man i've been pursuing this but or 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 it's not quantifiable i can't track it
0: mm-hmm. i would say that like what we brought it up with john was like that idea that you are a lifelong novice because kind of embrace that frustration and like that friction is you overcoming little challenges so like i would say that the fact that you're frustrated and like you feel stagnant is progress so i mean no matter how <laughs> yeah recognize annoying those moments it is.
3: Mm-hmm. i don't know if there's a parallel to christianity in there but uh I was thinking about it.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, you, your faith can grow. Well, know, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking
3: about the idea of it, kind of your life of sanctification—the big church word—of you're not gonna fruit of the spirit. You might not come to faith and be patient day one. Like that's something that happens over the time through the renewing of your mind and just like knowing what God has done for you, causing you want to be want, wanting to be more patient, or that you know, like that's an example of it. I think so often we want to feel something and when we don't feel something or we don't see progress or we don't feel like we've done enough, it's easy to be like, well, this isn't worth it. And to understand that, I mean, we just had a great conversation last month with with Lisa and just knowing the truth that is unchanging that god is our god and he loves us and he has forgiven us and you know all of those things that will never change even at the same time as you're a lifelong novice failing
1: time and time again trying new things i don't know no i think there's absolutely a connection here and i I reference something that like i have noted in my life is something i've kind of matured out of and i I think taking that perspective to your Christian faith would be super valuable because we often have this like foundation graduation syndrome or confirmation yeah. graduation mm. sy- syndrome where you go like, okay, I just, oh man, I just dove into this for, you know, so many weeks or so many years and wow, I made it. Here I am. And that is not how your faith grows to kind of just like rest on your laurels. Your, your faith grows Simply by this means of grace connecting with God's word and sacrament and doing that over time. I often share with people like, you know, maybe I don't say this explicitly, but what is my goal with foundations class? It is not to make you a theologian it is not to make you on par with someone who has graduated from seminary in terms of your academic understanding of these christian doctrines my goal with foundations is simply to inspire in you a lifelong like desire to grow in god's grace in other words to connect you to god's word and sacraments and by that the Holy Spirit works faith in your heart and you love these things. You want to connect them more throughout your life and more and more and more and more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The, the parallel I was looking for is the kind of the study we're going through in with our church council about the idea of having arrived, you know, that conversation, you know, what you just talked about. And it is at once those truths are unchanging. Like, Yes, you you kind of have arrived. Like you are forgiven, you have eternal life and salvation. You are an heir of heaven. But it's not like you don't need God's word anymore or you like there's nothing more for you to grow in, right? As a as a sinner saint here on this earth.
0: Do you guys have that experience where you're like working towards a milestone? I don't know. It could be like graduating school for me. It's like, "Oh, this marathon it's coming up uh, i'm working for it working for it and then it happens and you're a human so you get the feeling like me whatever like the next day the oh, next yeah. day oh and yeah you're just like oh well that wasn't mm-hmm. worth it you know, yeah like, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like yeah the milestone just shows you that like you're always going to be dissatisfied and you're never going to feel
2: that like you know
3: yeah everything like you wanted something and you get it and you're like eh, yeah all right sure yeah cool business i guess as usual <laughs> yeah
2: i actually get like nostalgic before it's over mm-hmm. and i want it to stop and i don't want to complete whatever this is because i'm like oh actually i like this right here <laughs> yeah. like, do you think people
3: it. are going to say that about uh setting up church setup and no no I you are to be like remember so. remember the days where we you know grinding it out, I'm setting it up in the I'm Betting
2: against that. I would
1: I would I would bet that.
3: we have
2: it would. on record here. Yeah. I, I will not regret that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna get this
1: <laughs> It's because it's how it's how we are as as people, right? And just you asking that, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I do experience that. I experience that all the time. And one thing that I hope to do or I'm trying to do more of is celebrate those those milestones because i i have been aware of it i know that the next day is coming where i'm like "Eh, man that happened but to stop and celebrate it and enjoy that celebration and then to enjoy that memory and look back on it and like say don't be silly don't don't like diminish that because whatever that is it's special it's special yeah On that note, this has been really special. Getting to do this and start this idea with both of you has been really special to do. And also, we can call this a celebration and mark this as a memory. Kind of a cool transition, getting to have an episode with you, but then also introduce you to listeners as the future co-host on this with you guys. And then more fun memories will be made. So I'm looking forward to being a listener and tuning in. So Lucas, thank you so much for being here, my friend.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm, I am excited. Like everyone said, yeah, like it's something that I enjoy a lot. So I think it'll be like really good for everybody. So,
3: yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Matt, for hosting and, mm-hmm. you know, getting it off the ground. You're welcome, guys. Looking forward to Thanks, it. Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Matt.
3: Thank you for joining us today. To get more content designed to connect you to Christ and to community, please subscribe or follow The Way Church wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or you can head to our website, thewaychurchva.com for more information.